Hello and welcome to DST Presents Twin Peaks, a weekly podcast looking back at the uh, Twin Peaks episode that aired that week and hopefully covering it all in detail and getting a bit of insight into the show. My name's John. My name's Nick. Hi Nick, good to see you again. And you John. Been another week. <laughs> Whole week John. We're now at the, pretty much the halfway point of the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Episode, um, episode eight. 8. It kind of feels like the halfway point anyway because... This essentially is a mid-season break that we've come to now. Yes. A, we're having a week off now after this one. Uh, then we come back then for episode nine and onwards. I think the finale is a two-parter as well. Soon on that, I'll be all, I'll be on one night kind of okay. thing. Uh, just to let people know, we've got some plans for next week. Uh, we were thinking of having a week off originally with there being no episode. But we've now decided to cover Mulholland Drive. Yeah, this was your genius idea, like... Because, oh, well. because like I've I've not seen it. I know you have, but um, like you, you have some theories about Mulholland Drive. I guess we can come into that next week when we yeah. actually talk about the film. Got a few, a few theories. I just feel it'll be a good idea to. Let's say we've got a week off, got some time to do it. Go back and look at that film. I think it'll tie in quite closely with tw- judging on what we watched last night in episode eight. It might tie in quite closely, so it might be you might not be thanking me next week once you've watched it because you might, <laughs> it's a very hard film to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, you might have a different opinion next week. But yeah, so uh, if you're at all interested in in Mulholland Drive, uh, tune in next week. We'll be reviewing that in full, going through it in detail, and hopefully finding a few theories, a few uh, a few twists in there that might tie into the current Twin Peaks. Uh, Twin Peaks series. So, uh, apart from that, I've got no feedback this week. To be honest with you, have you got anything, anything at all you want to go into before we, we start the rundown? Or uh, yeah, one thing. Uh, last week we didn't actually rate ah, our episode. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, f- I feel like if anyone's intre- if anyone was at the end of the last episode, then we were sat there going, "What, what, what were we rating that episode? <laughs> I need to know." This is when they can get that. I feel. I feel like as soon as we finished the episode last week, you were like, don't, we didn't rate it. I know, and it felt a bit too late to just kind of go back on and go, oh, one sec, guys, we're rating it. By the way, five stars. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think I feel we should do that now. Do do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm I'm doing a bit of a cheat here. Not only am I rating the episode from last week, I'm going back and re-rating every episode so far. Everything for me has been five stars so far. I've just loved it. Fantastic. How do you I'm, feel? I'm a, I'm going for a 4.5 again. I would have rated it a 5, only I'm saving that for another episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving that rating. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. <laughs> Okie doke. Right. So, uh, are you okay if we just go ahead and get into the rundown? Go, go ahead, John, yeah. I've got a few. At the end of this, I've got a few quick things I want to go into just with how I feel about the series as a whole so far. So, you know, just that kind of thing. Okay. But before that, we'll go through the episode bit bit by bit. Might be a bit of a difficult one this week. Uh, we were laughing last night. I sent you that picture of uh, a review from Collider. Oh, yeah. And they were saying that uh, David Lynch has declared war on recappers. <laughs> and that I think he has, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we were literally on WhatsApp. We were joking about that beforehand, weren't we? Saying, like, yeah. how are we going to even talk about this episode? And Clyde were like, yep, he's declared war on recappers. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, but we'll jump into it. Are you okay to, to get going? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We start with what we now know is called Mr. Cooper. Did you catch this? Mr. Cooper. Uh, evil, evil Coop. Yeah. He's referred to as Mr. Cooper in the car by oh, Ray. Wow, okay. uh, Mr. Cooper and Ray, who last week were let out of... Is it, Foxworth, I just made that up. Oh, Foxworth. <laughs> the prison. Uh, oh, okay. Let out of the prison. And they're just on a road trip in the car. And the first thing we see here is Mr. Cooper has realised there were like three tracking devices on the car. Yeah, yeah. You catch like an, this. I'd like an app or something. Yeah, again, Lynch with his like magical <laughs> technology, like mystical technology or something. I, I don't understand that. He's got an app on his phone or something. I'm, I'm sure it's like a blue, a blueberry, blackberry phone as well or something like that. And uh, you can tell that there are three tracking devices on yeah. the car. So he puts the, oh, sorry, <laughs> he puts the uh, license plate of the truck in front of them into the app on his phone. 
changes the tracking onto that and just throws the phone out the window. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. Because as far as I'm aware, a tracking device actually has to be put on the car. <laughs> you can't just track a car. You can't just <laughs> cha- change it to another car with a license plate. But again, I just don't think Lynch is interested in technology at all. You know, like, uh, it's just like, yeah, just, just magic. Yeah. <laughs> so he does that, throws the phone at the window, problem solved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't know how, yeah, don't know how that's happened, but uh, they have a bit of a conversation here as well. I mean, we kind of learned it going back in like parts one and two, I think that, that Ray has information memorized that Mr. Cooper needs. Okay. Uh, did you remember any of this at all? And he keeps on saying, I need the information from you. Yeah. And I think I, Ray wants money for it or something. Yeah, I remember this. Because like, in the bit when he gets out of the car, he asks him for the information. Yeah. And uh, going on from this, Mr. Cooper then says to Ray, do you want to go to the farm? He says, yeah, let's go. What the farm is, I have no idea. I was hoping we'd kind of figure out, you know, yeah. we'd actually get there and find out what it was, but uh, no such luck. On the way there, we have another scene of like driving where you just watch them drive for like a minute, you know, out, out of the uh, the windshield. Yeah, yeah. I quite like that. Uh, on the way there, Ray needs uh, to take a leak, so he, he makes them pull up. He gets out and has a pee. In the meantime, Mr. Cooper's in the car with the surprise that the warden left for him in the glove box. Yep. I don't really get this because it's fully loaded by the look of it. He yeah, checks the gun. Yeah. He gets out, tells Ray he needs that information. Holds him at gunpoint. Ray knows something that we don't. Turns around with his his gun out. Uh, Cooper goes, goes to shoot him, but the guns... Are they blanks or something? Or? See, I, I, I don't know, because... Even blanks make a, an explosion yeah, noise, point, yeah. so like it still makes. It, it was just going click as just if like there's nothing in it. Empty shells or something. So like, like yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm, unless like it was just like the back um, casing of a gun or something. Yeah, maybe. You know, like it's not actually got anything but the back of the casing. I don't. Just to trick him or something. Yeah, like, yeah. because he, he was just kind of looking at it, wasn't he? he yeah. So like I said, I don't really know what what that plays into, but Ray just just shoots him. Point blank, do He shoots him a few times in the chest. Yeah. And this is where things start getting weird. <laughs> so weird. So, so weird. Yeah. Because, so, like, like, you can tell Ray's, like, he, he was going to go in for, like, a headshot or something. He was going in for another one. Yeah. But what followed, like, it would freak anyone out. Yeah. We've met these guys a few times in, in this series. We now know they're called the Woodsman. The Woodsman, yeah. A load of them kind of appear out the woods. Three, uh, I think there was three. So yeah, it looked like there were more because they were disappearing and reappearing yeah, in and out of like very ghostly, weren't they? Very strange, yeah. And they start dancing around Mister Cooper's body, and I think one or two of them start kind of get on the hands and knees, start pushing into him almost, rubbing blood all over his all face over and his stuff, face. his own blood all over his face. Are they taking the blood out of his uh, like womb and just like rubbing it all over his face? Wasn't it? Yeah. And just to mention, we've met these guys before back in part one. In a, one of them was in a prison cell. Yeah. And like yeah. vanished, his head popped off. And last week, one of them was walking down the, the hallway. Yeah. yeah. When uh, the uh, army lady was on the phone to her superior. Am I mistaken? Or have we also seen them in Firewalk with me? Yeah, we'll get into this bit now. They were in Firewalk with me. There's one bit in the trailer park where I believe Dale at this point is in the in the trailer investigating the disappearance of oh, I forgot his name now, uh Chris Isaac, his De- Chester Desmond, oh, Agent yeah, Chester yeah. Desmond, he went missing. Cooper turned up to investigate. Yeah, yeah. And one of these woodsmen turned up at the door, made a noise and just stumbled off. But it looked female that one. I I, I had a memory yeah. of that being female, yeah, which is so weird. Have, yeah. But they were all coated black. Kind of, well, she was all, or she or he, whatever it was, was all coated black. And later in the film, we we're going to come back to this later. But in the room above the convenience store, which is the name of the location, where the four mica table is, it's like a meeting of like Black Lodge residents. You have the man from another place. You have Bob. You had the tri- the Tremons, the like the grandma and the, and the grandson, and there were two woodsmen sat there. They yeah. weren't they weren't painted black though. They were just like in woolly hats and stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't don't think they were painted black anyway. But two woodsmen were in there then, and they were called woodsmen at that point. Okay. So this ties back to that. 
I almost get the feeling now the way they look now, covered in covered black and stuff, it's as if Lynch has merged the idea of that that if it was a woman or man outside the trailer park yeah. with the woodsman in the, you know like as if like it's kind of like retrospectively merging them together yeah, now yeah. as as some like weird demonic helpers of False. Bob or something like yeah they are weird aren't they. The reason I mention helpers is after this scene, when we see them like the massaging Mr. Coop's dead body, yeah. they almost pull out a Bob bubble. <laughs> did you notice yeah, this? <laughs> yeah. Half a bubble comes out the body with Bob's evil yeah, face on it. Yeah, I did see it. that on, on, on a Dale, evil. I'm going to keep on calling them evil Dale, by the way. Yeah, they're not as cool yet. Like, it, it, but I don't know him as. But yeah, like, like out of Evil Dale's like um, stomach, I seen. Uh, yeah, they like removed the bubble. Yeah, I couldn't tell if they were taking it out well, or putting it back I in. Know, I don't, it, I don't for know. For me, just it, it looked weird because I'd just seen a face looking out of his stomach. Yeah, it was like, almost half in, half out, once yeah. kind of thing. So I don't know whether they're taking him out or pushing him back in. You know, like. Uh, but was he out afterwards? Like, because I don't know. I I mean we know that um, if uh, like one of them needs to die in order for the other one to to go back to in go back well what one of them needs oh, sorry, to, to stay out sorry yeah essentially yeah and uh, and I think the woodsman like the with that um I I, I, I well, he's always um, referred to as the question mark question mark question mark yeah the giant yeah the giant I, I mean um. Like he's always been in the Black Lodge, hasn't he? See, I don't know now. I don't think we're we're getting into the law now. Which I'm glad about this. I've been waiting for ages to get into this kind of deep yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like going back to the old TV show, they mentioned in series two there was a Black Lodge and a White Lodge. Yeah, yeah. I think I can't think of his name now. The the bad guy, Windermill, the bad guy from yeah, series Windermill. two. He mentions that he can find a White Lodge as well as a Black Lodge. Yeah, yeah. And I think the giant. Is in the White Lodge. Just so, a th- just a theory, which, you know what I mean? Which but, would re- which would mean he is the good is from is from the good side. I think he's on the good side almost. But he's but always like, helped Coop in the show once when he turned but up. But if they were together with the Woodsman, though, would that not mean they were like helpers of the White Lodge then? The giant was together with the woodsman. I'm sure they was in that place, but the place above the shop. I don't think the giant was there. That like, I'm, I'm sure I've seen. Was it seeing where like he's maybe he was there with him before? I don't. Yeah, I don't know then. Unless he's just there. I mean, like I mean, I'll have to check this, but I thought that's what I saw. But like, what, what I was getting at is maybe um, like they, they were literally trying to pull um Bob out of it so that like I don't know in order to help Dale stay alive or something the only reason I think they're evil is after this scene where he's on the floor and they're doing all this weird massaging raising the car then driving off because he's just adding off he's like what is what is going on (laughs) and he phones Philip Jeffries which is David Bowers character well he thinks he phoned Philip Jeffries in a previous episode, we thought that uh, Evil Coop was talking to Philip Jeffries, and on he realised on the phone, he's like, this isn't Philip Jeffries. So whether Ray's talking to him, we don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or somebody pretending to be him. When he's on the phone to him, he says, I shot him, I think I killed him. Uh, but he has help. Like he's got help yeah. from somewhere, which makes me think that these are helping him, you know, the, these... Maybe, maybe. Uh, and we, we meet them later on, and they're definitely evil. I was gonna and, say, like, like yeah. <laughs> as, as, when you were saying it, then, like, yeah, later on in the episode, we they are definitely not on the good side of things, are they? <laughs> yeah, and it's in this conversation he, he tells who he thinks is Philip Jeffries. He calls him Mister Coop, sorry, Mister Cooper. So that must be their name for him, the 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 the, the, the evil Cooper kind of yeah. thing. And that's when he says, I, tr- I, th- "I think I killed him, but he has help. He might follow me." Okay. Oh, and he also mentions, I've seen something, which is the Bob Bubble. Yeah, Which yeah. might be the root of all this. So, Ray's definitely more important than we think he is. You know what I mean? Like, Ray knows kind of like something weird's going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he says, I've seen I've seen something that could be the root of all this, which is Bob. Like, And we find out later, if, if what we think is Bob, he is the root of all this, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything more you want to add on that bit? Uh uh no um i mean obviously like obviously he's driving off he's talking and then just before we go into what i can only describe as the weirdest bit of tv i've ever seen in my life uh, obviously dale pops up 
before he pops up, we get a Nine Inch Nails performance, <laughs> which is a yeah, bit random. That? Yeah, I thought that was after. That. As he's dead on the floor, I, I think I've got it right, but I think the Nine Inch Nails play just randomly back at the uh, yeah, back at the Roadhouse. Right, I'm not quite sure how Twin Peaks managed to get Nine Inch Nails to their small little town. Yeah, yeah, and play the Roadhouse. I don't <laughs> like Trent. Re- I only know Trent Reznor as being David Fincher's uh, like soundtrack guy. Whenever David Fincher does a film, he'll do the music for it, kind of thing. Like Gone Girl, uh, Social Network, stuff like that. So I don't really know Nine Inch Nails, but yeah, how they've got him at the Roadhouse, I don't know. know. (laughs) um, Yeah, that was was quite a weird little performance, wasn't it? um, Yeah, a a strange performance. Uh, Especially when it doesn't really tie into anything. From that then, we then go back to Evil Dale. And, and he just he, wakes up. That's when he like he kind of go popped up, doesn't he? Like, ooh. <gasps> yeah. And we were discussing in work today, if they have taken Bob out of him, is he still Evil Dale or, or what? You know, is it like, is he just a doppelganger now that's left without Evil Bob there? Or I guess we're going to find out. Would that out. make him um, Dougie? Maybe, yeah. maybe they'll swap places. Yeah, maybe, maybe we get Dougie back. Yeah, because um, like I feel like I'd I'd be a bit gutted for uh, for Dougie's wife um, if she just completely had to lose Dale because he just got his mind back. Mm. I'd feel a bit bad for her because obviously she's got this impression. I mean, he's a nut job by the looks of it, <laughs> and this Dougie guy. Yeah. But um, like, I'd be a bit upset for her if um, she has to just. Go without a husband. We'll come back to Naomi Watts because I'm, yeah, I've got a few theories about her that might tie in next week, maybe. Okay. Uh, is there anything more you want to add on the uh, evil coop section, or um, do you want to get to the proper start of the I episode? Just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm ready again. I've, I've been preparing myself for this all day. <laughs> been gearing up for this, though. It's, yeah. So, uh, July the 16th, 1945. White Sands, New Mexico. We get a long, we get a long landscape shot of the desert plains, and it's Is it the, Nevada, uh, yeah, New Mexico, New Mexico. Sorry. Yeah, is Nevada more like Vegas or yeah. something? Yeah, this is more like you know, like on the border of uh, like Texas and Mexico. I think this uh, where Breaking Bad takes place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the. Uh, Trinity nuclear bomb test, the first ever atomic bomb test, uh, and it's the it's, they're almost making a point that this is what brings the evil into the world. The, you know, the the invention of the atomic bomb or something. That's the way I took, read it anyway. Yeah. We, just a, a quick aside: we mentioned the other week in work about Game of Thrones. We're going to get back to this in future, but uh, there was a, a, a scene in the second book where a comet passes overhead, and it signifies the return of magic to the world. Just it reminds me of this, you know, like this atomic yeah, blast yeah. is almost like signifying the the birth of this evil or something, you know, like that kind of feel to I it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And we get a really long shot of the atomic bomb going off. And very slowly the camera zooms in. Oh, I'll just mention the music in the background of this. I think it's pronounced Threnody to the victims of Hiroshima. Threnody or Threnody to the victims of Hiroshima. Written about like the World War Two bomb. Yeah. Uh, it's also turned up, though, this in uh, The Shining, which is where we recognised it from. I didn't realise it was actually written, you know, as a piece for, like, like that. Uh, okay. I thought Kubrick had just found it somewhere and used it for the film kind of thing. It's actually, yeah. a, you know, a classical piece. Uh, and the, the, I, lo- I love the music over this. It's so weird and eerie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why it's in The Shining, because it just sets a weird tone. We very slowly push into the, uh, the explosion. Did you notice, like, again, I'm probably getting too deep into it here, but the way the explosion goes up looks almost tree-like kind of thing. Uh, just another little, you know, extension yeah, of the arm kind that of. That makes sense, doesn't I don't it? know if that's meant to be, you know, meant to be a thing, but... Yeah, didn't even consider that, yeah. Yeah, we slowly push in. Oh, also, did you notice as well a few weeks ago, this picture is on the wall of Gordon Cole's office. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a picture of the explosion behind him. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how that I, I, ties in. Again, I never considered that, but yeah, it was. I, yeah. I, I remember that. Whether Gordon Cole knows something, you know, I don't, I don't know, but mm. just a weird little uh, nod to it kind of thing. I mean, now this scene anyway, like getting into it a bit, I 
feel like I was watching it for a very long time. And I've, mm. I, I didn't quite count it, but I'm sure it was like about five minutes. Mm. And, and I mean, and I couldn't keep me, take my eyes off it. Yeah. It, it, it some was, of it I thought was quite creepy and scary. Yeah, oh God, it like really that. was. And like, you're literally just watching a atomic bomb go off. Yeah, you're going into the flames and like almost going within like like a molecular level kind of thing almost of what's going on. Uh, you said it today. Um, what was it? You said it at some point anyway, um, that you don't have a clue how he shot these things. And I just, yeah, I genuinely don't know how he did this. <laughs> I don't know whether it's, it's mad- like miniatures or models or CGI. I just don't know it's what technique he's used to do this. But it is amazingly shot, though, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, they go into the fireball at first, and during the course of this, they go through almost like one section of black sky with like white stars flittering in the background. It looked a bit like the background when uh, Dale was trying to like get out of the Black Lodge yeah, yeah. a few weeks ago. Do you remember when like, he eventually popped out the power lines? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a shot of him like flickering and like the background was like, looked like this background yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. There's one bit where the background's white and like it's almost like black dust blown against the screen or something. Like yeah, yeah. White noise almost. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it messed with me. I had a bit of yeah. a bit <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, going back to Kubrick, it reminds me of 2001. The scene at the end of that when he goes on like his odyssey through space and time, it just reminds me of that like when he's yeah, just yeah. Going, going mental kind of thing. Uh, so, after all that... We then arrive at the convenience store. Is that straight away? Yeah. Well, it takes a while to get there. Yeah, (laughs) I think it is like it's a good fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, that's the first bit we get to. Is the convenience store all in black and white, and the doors flickering open and flickering closed. Smoke's coming out and going back. You know, it's that really weird. Like, yeah, God, yes. Sorry, yeah, I do remember that. This was really weird. Yeah. I don't know, like, it's weird because, like, the smoke, like, for me, I don't, I don't know if it's, I'm just making this up, but it felt like there was, like, an invisible car or something that was coming out of the invisible car. Maybe. Maybe. It's just weird the way it was, like, coming out and reversing and going back. It felt like it was filmed the same way as, again, going back to, like, part three, I think it was, where Dale was in that weird room talking to the Asian woman. Yeah, if yeah. she was Asian, I don't know. <laughs> Talking to the woman who had who had a face blanked off, yeah, yeah, and it was flickering back and forth constantly. And it felt like this, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and eventually, the smoke comes out of the convenience store, and it's surrounded by uh, woodsmen, yeah, like flickering about. I'm just wondering though, the smoke coming out of the convenience store is it like a fire or something? Is this why the black they all got burnt in the fire? Maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah. Sorry, I've only just literally thought of that now, so it might be total rubbish, kind of thing. <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah, you've like, got a good point. Yeah. Could be how that that started. It, they could have been burnt in the fire in the convenience store. Or yeah, because it it feels like this is like a kind of history of yeah of the evil kind of, of thing, like evil. where it all came so, from. So, like, obviously, we've seen the start of it all, which is obviously going to be the um, nuclear explosion. Mm. Sorry. I just remember, like, um, after the nuclear explosion, like, before we go to the shop, did it, didn't it gave us a new year, didn't it? Not yet, that's coming is later. That coming, is that, so yeah, this was still old 1945 so, so far. this was the same year? Yeah. I'm wondering if, like, the it was, like, smoke from the nuclear explosion. Like, uh, somehow the... the, the, the like, well, like, yeah, that's what I was thinking at first. Like, as if, like, the, this is all... Part of the explosion yeah. or something, you know, something weird like that. Like, it's you know? all come from it, maybe. Mm. Maybe. If, and like if these, they were caught up in the blast or something, yeah. like, you know, and that's why they're charred and stuff. I don't, I don't I mean. know. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, at this point, it's just mad, isn't it? <laughs> it's really, really crazy. Uh, so we, we see that. We see all the woodsmen flickering about back and forth. The smoke's coming out of the convenience store. I think we then cut back to just more like fire and just, you know, more traveling through space and time. And we then come to, I just made you check the name of this before we started the show. It's called The Experiment. Yeah. Which I believe is the same thing we saw back in part one in the box in New York, the glass box. And The Experiment spews out like a stream of like just 
goo or whatever it is, I don't know, which has like speckled eggs within it. Yeah. I thought the potatoes at first. <laughs> but like speckled eggs within this bile, this bile she yeah, spits out. And as well, uh, the bob bubble. <laughs> yeah, the same kind of thing as that was in Dale, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the same Dale. thing. And it comes towards the camera and it's Bob's face, just <laughs> really weird. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we then cut from that to... We go back to a bit more space and time and we then get to a purple ocean that we've seen before. This is the one in, like, was it episode two or three, maybe? I think uh, it was three when it starts off and he falls down. And, and it's, it's where that woman with the blanks of faces. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. Like, just outside of there, isn't it? Yeah. So we, we pan over this purple ocean and we come to this really weird building on top of, like, a, a mountain or cliff or something. Again, it's really well shot. How they've done, I just don't know how they've done it. It must be CGI or model work or something. But And eventually, just to give it a, an idea of the scale of it, the camera pans up, and eventually you spot a tiny little like opening in the side of the building. And the camera pans right, you know, right into it. And if the theory is correct, this could be what is it, the White Lodge kind of thing, basically. Okay. We then go in, and this is where the giants are. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, Oh, does, you, does it start off with the the little woman in like the uh, black and white dress? That's right. I, I think we just called her name then when we looked at the credits. Uh, Senorita Dido, I think she's called. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, her weird name. Uh, yeah. She's just sat there in the in this. She she's kind of just like back um, rocking back and forth, isn't she? Kind of seems to be. And uh, I can't remember if she was doing anything else. I'd... I don't think she was to be honest. Yeah, I think, just... I, and I think this this went on for a good minute or two there as well. Just. Rocking back and forth, like it's it's just truly very weird. This yeah. episode, like it is. I mean, she doesn't do anything. I don't think. Then the giant walks in, and he's just stood there. <laughs> yeah, and an alarm goes off. Do you remember the second alarm on this yeah, giant bell yeah. they've got beside them? I don't know what that significance. That I don't is. know if that has anything to do with. Do you know when in an episode three when Good Dale went on top of the roof? Yeah. She kind of seemed to like pull a lever on the side of a bell, didn't she? She did. She got electrified and flew off the. I'm wondering if that this has got anything to do with that. Hmm. This bell. That that's what first came to mind when I was watching it. Anyway, I'm thinking for what we're going to come to in a minute. I'm almost thinking, is it like an alarm to let the giant know that there's some evil, some bad evil has just entered the world or something? Because we're still in 1940. Well, I presume we're still in 1945. Is it like an alarm telling him? Like Bob's turned up on 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 Earth, going going to sort it out or something. Because mm. from there, he then walks through into a theatre. Which, just a side point, this theatre turns up in Mulholland Drive. How is it? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> so I'm I'm really interested to know what you think of this film next week. Uh, okay. Whether it's just filmed in the same location, I don't know. But they filmed where this is filmed. They filmed a, a quite key scene of Mulholland Drive. This, this, uh, just before we go on, like I, I've, got, I've just want to say how like amazed I was at this scene because, like, of the because it was obviously all recorded in like backwards, like it was done in reverse. Yeah, and, and you barely even notice sometimes, do but, you? But, but like, it was the fact that he went up the stairs. Like, well, he came downstairs backwards mm. so that it could reverse it from and play it the other way. And that baffled me. I was watching this going, "Wow, that must have taken like a lot of work." There. He played it so well. There were, there were only certain bits when I noticed it. I thought, oh yeah, the, the filming is backwards. I keep forgetting that. The only like. reason I realised that was because you can, you can like, I, I don't know what it is, but like, you can seem to hear a weird squelching noise when you step. Ah, right. I've, it's, it's, it's been on the same since uh, Twin Peaks season one. Like, right. Um, it's like, you, you hear a weird squelching noise when they kind of walk. walk. So, I'm, I'm not, quite sure that is but it could just be the sound of footsteps reversed maybe yeah sounds different but you know? yeah that's the that's the only reason i knew it was reversed but like that really amazed me like that he went down all these stairs <laughs> backwards just so they could film it and reverse yeah. it kind of thing <laughs> yeah so we're, we're then after that bit he then walks into the theater and showing on the screen is we're then seeing the atomic bomb blast we're watching the giant watch it again. Yeah, yeah. And we're watching the... Oh, excuse me. We're watching the birth of Bob from the experiments again. Yeah, yeah. 
and it comes towards camera and he almost like freeze frames when it's like at, at the bottom of the screen. It is, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm just guessing here, but I think what he does next is a reaction to what he's just seen on the screen. I think the alarm went off and he's he's gone in here, seen what's happened and thought, I've got to react to it and do something myself. Yeah. And correct me if I'm missing anything out here, by the way, but he then starts levitating. He does, yeah. He starts like spitting out like gold dust or something and it like forms what I think looks a bit like a bit like a tree again above his head or something it could be anything to be honest with yeah, you I don't, yeah. I don't know and Senorita Dido comes in to join him and from this gold weird thing above his head comes like a golden ball which calls back to the golden ball that came out of Dougie Jones in like episode 3 yeah, or something yeah. kind of ties in with that the golden ball floats towards Senorita Dido, who kisses it, and it has the face of Laura Palmer in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really goofy, but I, I like it. <laughs> I don't know what point it is, because it zooms in on that face, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and you hear the uh, the Laura Palmer music. The theme, like, yeah. 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 And it's the young Laura Palmer from, like, the high school prom photo. So it's almost like, in response to Bob being born, yeah. um, the giant has almost given birth to Laura Palmer or that story I don't know yeah to her beginning or something to like create something to oppose Bob maybe yeah yeah I might be getting way too into this kind I of thing I feel like but... maybe like the the began her story or something so that they could bring Dale I feel like it's it's obviously got to do got to do with Dale hasn't it um, so I feel like they've they've started They've given birth to kind of Laura Palmer's whole story, which is obviously we know of this from season one, and the and a bit of firewalk with me, um, well, all the firewalk with me one bit of that, um, um, so that we can um, um tie it into that we can get Dale, yeah. like Dale to Twin Peaks to get to the Black Lodge. So that's what that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like the whole time is a flat circle. I've heard that in so many shows recently. Uh, yeah. My sister was telling me about True Detective, about that, mentioning it again. She, she started watching that again. And what other show was on about time being relative? I can't think now, but there was another show as well that was mentioned. a mentioning lot of it. shows. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just one little theory here as well. Going back to episode one, I think this was, when Laura Palmer, as we know her now, was in the Black Lodge. She started screaming and got pulled off screen upwards. Do you remember that at all? Was this in the new series? The new series, yeah. Dale was talking to her in the Black Lodge in like episode one, I think. And it was like, uh, you know, Cheryl like she's now like mid 40s or whatever yeah, she yeah. is. And during the conversation, she started, she started screaming, the whole thing shook, and she just went, vanished off screen straight up. Oh, okay. Again, with the whole thing of time being like a loop or something. I'm wondering if uh, she was being called up to then come to this point, to then be sent to Earth, you know, somewhere. Yeah. In, in, if this is 1945, it doesn't really tie in time with the timeline, but, you know, it's just a thought, like, you know, maybe... Uh, maybe time could, time really is relative. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird, but it could just another little thing, yeah, that, you know, never know, come back we? to. Hopefully we'll find... I mean, I, I've still got this feeling, though, that we'll finish season this season, and we won't, we won't any have any answers. Yeah. I've got some... I, I'm shocked how much he is tying things up now. Because I went for years having watched Firewalk with me and just loving the whole mystery of it. And now that it's actually pointing towards what all this means, I'm thinking, oh, I, I preferred it when, I, <laughs> when it was just theories, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to wrap up all the woodsmen, you know, all that angle to it. The uh, Garmin Bosier, the electric, travel, uh, travelling through the electricity, all that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, have you got anything more to... Oh, just one final thing was, I just, I just like the way that the Laura Palmer gold ball went through like this weird pipe. Yeah, I've seen that. Funneled it, to the it, screen. <laughs> yeah, it got like funneled to the screen, didn't it? When it basically turned into the image. Yeah. And it kind of fell to earth essentially yeah. on the image. Went to a weird drawing of Earth on the monitor, Which yeah. On the... I can only assume brought it to Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh I mean it's 1945, so I'm presuming like it's just put the idea of low palm like to a mum or something yeah. like that, you know, the well Hmm. If it is 1945, you know, we're, I mean, we're if it's 1945, then surely, I mean, a mum could be, no, a mum couldn't be alive at that point. Oh, yeah, she'll be alive. In 1945? Lower Palm would have been born in like 1975 or something like that. A bit earlier, maybe. Uh, 
Yeah, but if she was born in 1945... Maybe. Th- then she would have been extremely old. For, for, for... She's in the mid-30s to have had a year. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's, I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Uh, anything more you want to add on that bit? The, no, uh, we'll leave it there. What we think might be the White Lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, after more crazy kind of going through the fireball thing, we then jump to 1956. Is that the year? Same place, New Mexico. And we then find one of these speckled eggs in the desert. Ah, yes. And this is the birth of what I think is Bob, basically. I, mean, I don't know. Again, we're just guessing, but uh, we see some weird, like, frog cockroach or something. <laughs> see, this really weirded me out, this thing, because obviously, like, it's crawling along and it's fly, like... But do you know, when it when it kind of flies up to the window it almost looked like humanoid with legs on it yeah like legs just like a humanoid with um, wings sorry um like before it went back to its little cockroach look yeah i know what you mean it's because I, I think this is bob basically the okay. birth of bob because obviously like after this happened it's crawling across it well you like i said it's another extended episode i'm seen should i say where like you're watching this thing give like crack out of an egg for a good like 30 seconds. Yeah, it takes a while, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, and then it crawls along and it flies up into this window of a little girl. Um, mm. Wait, this is a, this isn't, this is bef- not, this is before um, we don't see this yet, do we? So yeah, we just see the birth of it at this point. It just yeah, pops out the little egg. No, you're okay. I'm gonna, I've got there. a point on that. I'm going to come back to that bit though. The, uh, just that's like walking off through the desert, I think. Yeah, yeah. And we then jump from the like that that birth to the boy and girl. Uh, I think they're just credited as boy and girl. I think I've spotted before. Uh, just basically w- walking and just chatting. Uh, they're only young, aren't they? A couple like of, a little date or something. Yeah, a little date or something like that. Just just walking and chatting. But while they're doing that, the camera then pans to the to like the fields and the desert. And what we now know, are the woodsmen arrive. They like did notice that they drop down from the sky. I didn't see this, no. It's weird shadow. It like portals in from the sky and like their arms are up in the air and they land on the floor and they start walking towards and it's the woodsman. So where they came from, I just don't know. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. so weird. Uh, they literally come in from the sky and start walking towards like uh, the roads and stuff and they stop a car on the road and the main guy, the really creepy guy's like, uh, got a light and this old guy and his wife they're almost like mesmerized by them. This thing, I'm. I don't know if it was just me, but I noticed um, the man seemed to be wearing uh, a uniform, as in like a forces uniform. I don't. I don't. Really? Uh, yeah. I, the woodsman is this. No, um, the, do you know in the car? The, oh, the, the, the man. Car. He seemed to be wearing like 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 a. Uh, oh, right. So I'm. I, I. I don't know if. I mean. I. I don't know if I'm just just jumping the gun here, but. Maybe that's Major Briggs. Maybe because I mean, he was quite young and he had the same kind of look of, of like maybe a young Briggs. I've got another thought that if he was an army guy, the book The Secret History of Twin Peaks has got loads of stuff about the Roswell incident and stuff like that, and there's loads of stuff going on in like in Roswell and New Mexico and what have you, and I almost think. That might be somebody mentioned in the book. Oh, okay. There's loads of army majors and sergeants who are all like involved in these weird oh, alien right. cases. Okay. And I'm wondering if like that's a weird little throwaway to like say, ah, oh, this, this is the guy from the book, you know, something like that. Oh, maybe, yeah. I didn't realise that that he had a yeah, army, it, army it, uniform. It, it, it on. Appeared to have like an army uniform. Uh, I might go back tonight and rewatch it again. And, uh, I mean, I hope I'm right. I'm pretty sure that's what I've seen. So um, I mean, go and watch it by all means. Yeah, I'll double check it. And yeah, I'll, double check. That is interesting. That. Yeah, I noticed it. So, like, me, I for some reason I instantly thought it might be Major Briggs, but um, it that, could be. That could be it. To be honest with you, because nineteen fifty six. That's on like he would have been. He what? was late forties in like nineteen ninety. Oh, was he? Oh God, he couldn't have been. Could have been sixteen. Yeah, I guess. It yeah, yeah, could, yeah, could have been him. Yeah, if my maths are right. <laughs> Maybe. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. Yeah, it could be born in like nineteen fifty. 
been like 49 or something and then he could have been a 16-year-old at that point or something. But If he was born in 1950, he would have been six. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Maths a bit off there. He might have a bit older than, than he was. <laughs> <laughs> Maths are a bit off, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, no, um, so, yeah, you're probably right then. It's probably just someone who's involved in like... Sorry, I meant born in 1940. Mm. So he could, could have been born in 1940. He'd have been late 40s in like 89, 90. So, yeah, could be. Um, oh, maybe. <coughs> see. I'll definitely look into that. Did you notice as well, the woodsmen at this point, they crackle, they have like a weird static yeah. when they walk, and this, this electric like, thing again, like the... When they were asking for a light, like, got a light, oh. got a light. They walk, around, they walk around the car, and you can hear crackling. Maybe it's the cigarette lighter from the car crackling, like the one that happened in... in That's what I thought, you know. I, I thought they were crackling, maybe it's the car. I thought it was the, the, the car... Um, crack because like, I, I, it sounded like it was coming from like in front of them. Yeah, that might, that must be it. Uh, and with been a cigarette lighter, I've got a light. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could be that. I, I never maybe thought maybe trying of that. to pull something through or something. Yeah, something like that maybe. Would it been like a portal or something? I'm guessing it is like something to do with aliens. Then definitely, possibly could tie into it. I found that that's interesting though. I'd only just put that together really, but. Uh, we then go from there, we go back to the uh, boy and girl again. The boy gets a kiss from the girl before she uh, goes up to her bedroom and puts the radio on. And we then go back to the woodsman who walks to the local radio station. I feel like we had we had seen other people as well, because I feel like... Yeah, we do actually. We cut to like a diner. And stuff. Yeah, we see the diner with someone listening to the radio. Yeah, and a guy working in like a garage or something. A guy walking working in the garage and the little girl listening to the radio. Mm. I feel like there might have been another man, just kind of or woman Maybe. listening to the radio, just in the home kind of thing. Yeah, and like at this point, like you see them all, um, like this kind of seem to be sat there listening to the radio, um. Like you say, you see the uh, the woodsman walk into the local radio station. Yeah. Where I think a woman turns around and goes, oh, hi, can I help you kind of thing? And then... Yes, <laughs> asks, asks her for a light. And she's just like, again, like mesmerised, but like horrified at the same time. He grabs her by the skull. Presumably starts squeezing uh, I love the way Lynch filmed this because like the camera's shaking again so you can't totally make out what's happening yeah, yeah. other than at one point just blood just pours down a face kind of thing yeah and it, it, it like it looks as if he's actually like squeezing a head yeah so I don't know what he well I do know what he's doing obviously but um, yeah and like you say blood just blurts out mm-hmm. and, and uh, that's the end of her and I think does he knock on? He just walked through the door then, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he then walks to the DJ as well. Uh, at first, he just holds the DJ in place uh, and takes over the the uh, microphone yeah. for the radio station. And the speech that he says is... Let's have a look. This is the water. This is the well. Drink full and descend. The horse is the white of the eyes and the dark within. The only bit that makes sense to me there is the uh, the horse bit. The horse being the white of the eyes. There's been a there's been I think two times we've seen Laura Palmer's mum see a white horse in the TV show at one point. In the film as well. And in the film, Firewalk in the with bedroom. Me, it appears in the bedroom. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And in this series, when Dale was on his weird odyssey early on, flying through space. It's flying through like blackness, and a white horse just goes past him. Yeah, I remember yeah. this. Yeah. So that, what, it, how it plays into it, I don't know. But I'll read it again. If yeah. You don't mind. Uh, this is the water. This is the well. Drink full and descend. The horse is the white of the eyes and the dark within. Crazy. What that means, or what the point of it is, I don't know. Other than everyone falls asleep. Seemingly, when he does, yeah, because he, he he's repeating this those lines. He repeats it over and over, again. over and over and over again, and I think it's maybe on the fourth time or something. Like 
first person falls or, or just falls asleep. Yeah. Because um, it's cutting back to all these people still. Everyone's dropping and we see the little girl like fall on the bed, don't she, and fall asleep. She, she falls asleep on the bed, yeah. They see the mechanic fall, just literally drop his tools and Yeah, fall. just fall. The diner worker yeah. just, just collapses. Is it at this point we see the frog cockroach thing come back? I feel Once like the girl's asleep. I feel like that's kind of after what happens to the DJ. Right, because the, the, the woodsman then just starts squeezing again and we see a shot from the back of his like, fingers enter the back of his head yeah. and just like crack it like a melon and just blood just splurting like, everywhere. <laughs> like, it was bad from like when the, the receptionist girl got her head mm. squeezed, but it's literally, it just pours out of his head. It's just like... Blah, 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 blah. It's disgusting. <laughs> Like the proper, noises like, it makes as well. Yeah, probably digs his fingers in as well, don't see? Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, like, then he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's when, um, I think that's when he it kind of cuts then to uh, the girl's bedroom. Well, we, well, back to the lizard, should I say? Yeah. Jumping into the girl's bedroom, and uh, like he kind of jumps in. Like I say, he kind of looks a bit humanoid when he jumps got like legs and arms mm. but then he jumps in and he just kind of crawls into her mouth she like opens her mouth but like, yeah like she actually opens her mouth for him because, yeah, like, which is weird yeah which is he awesome. crawls in and she just stays asleep but i'm presuming this is bob possessing it you know his first, his first person, person kind of thing yeah. back in 1956 i mean uh this is probably nothing to do with it but i got weird if it is bob I got weird like parallels with when he creep in firewalk with me when he creeps in through Laura's window. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. A bit weird. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Like, yeah, say, with it being like a humanoid kind of weird thing. I just got a bit of a, a Bob like, feel of it, like, you know. It's the, kind of the, the, the infant version of Bob, isn't it? Like? Yeah. And I think that's pretty much the end of the episode. The credits then roll over the girl just sleeping on, on the bed, like, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very weird episode. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I really enjoyed it though. Like, yeah, I, I, could, it. I couldn't keep my eyes. I feel like I feel like I learned a lot more about the world than the world of Twin Peaks. That is, um, than they have pretty much in any other um, any other episode. Episode. Yeah. I find it funny as well. I mean, I, I'm loving it. I absolutely, I absolutely think it's the best thing on TV at the moment. But. I just find it funny how, like, it's not even in Twin Peaks. <laughs> None of this has been in Twin Peaks. You know, it's all just yeah. uh, in the Black Lodge in New Mexico kind of thing. So, I mean, for me, like, I watched, what, five minutes of um, Mr. Cooper or Evil Dale um, and Ray, um, like, in the car, and then obviously we, the, what we spoke about before. And then, like that was only five minutes, I yeah. think. And then the entirety of the it, it felt to me like the entirety of the rest of the episode was just this big nightmare, um, like sequence. Yeah, it felt like it was just, yeah, like like a nightmarish vision almost. Or something. Yeah. I mean that's what Lynch does best, to be honest with you. And and and, it, and he successfully freaked me out, <laughs> um, on bits which there wasn't even anything to be freaked out by it yeah. was just the music and the way the camera was moving and stuff like just that just the way he sets it kind of thing like say just people walking around a convenience store shouldn't be freaky but the exactly. way he does it it's like this is the creepiest thing I've ever seen oh so we just mentioned as well that convenience store we mentioned that in Firewalk with me the, the location was called the room above the convenience store so that must be the origin of that and how mm. like uh, that weird room with the four mega table when they're all sat around it that must be Above that convenience store. All right. Yeah, so just another, another little, you know, callback. I wonder if that means anything for, like, why it was smoking or anything. That's what I'm thinking. Because, if, like, like, I actually saw something online today. But, like, if this person is right, then they've absolutely nailed it. Because it's going back to, like, 2005 when they made the prediction. It was on some Twin Peaks fan forum or something, like, from, you know, from way before the new show came yeah, back. Yeah. And somebody predicted that, like, the log lady's husband... Would turn out to be a woodsman because they knew of the woodsman from the the, the firewalk with me movie, uh, and I'm just wondering if that you know if that's going to play into it somehow like that. Because oh, really? okay. the log lady always mentioned that her husband died in a fire and stuff like yeah, that. Maybe, but, yeah, maybe, yeah. 
uh, and she carried the log around with her and talked to it, almost as if like her husband was in the log or something, you know. And if he's a woodsman, <laughs> yeah, it, woodsman, yeah. God, it actually makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> if that, I, I wish I got the guy's username now because like it, it was a post from like 2005 or something. I'm just thinking, like, if they've, if they've nailed that just from the little info they had in Firewalk with me. That's brilliant. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I just found that interesting, the whole convenience store angle as well. Yeah, yeah. Have you got anything more on the episode you want to go into? Or? No, I mean, like I say, like, I feel like with that convenience store thing, like, may, maybe, like, the whole reason it was, was on fire there is because that, that was kind of, like, the, uh, the, the birth of... I don't know, like the evil or something. Like that they Yeah. Something's happened to create this evil yeah, into the I don't know. It's Yeah. Mm. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But um yeah, I I I don't feel it answered it may it may have answered a few questions for me, but I think feel like this episode's probably given me more questions than answers. Yeah. Just one of the quick throwaway thing about the, the convenience store as well. I mentioned on the Fire What With Me podcast we did. Mike slash Philip Gerard, the one-armed man, tells Leland slash Bob <laughs> that uh, he, you stole the corn. I had it canned over the store, which the mm. convenience store, you know, it's coming back to that again. So there's a lot of clues there yeah. pointing to it. And I'm presuming now this is the convenience store, but we're going to see more more about it and stuff. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so anything more for the episode? or No, I... No. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I've got no feedback this week. Uh, what would you give the episode out of five? Well, I said earlier, I was saving five <laughs> star rating. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the time I've been saving it for. I'm going to rate this episode five stars. Five bomb. I'm going back and re-rating every episode of the series five stars, and I'm giving this one a two. <laughs> no, this is a five. <laughs> no, they're all five. This is a five stars. They're all five. Uh, I've just I've loved every minute of this yeah, yeah. first eight episodes. Uh, yeah, absolutely love it. Just one final thing: How are you feeling about the whole heart, like first eight episodes so far? Is there anything you're looking forward to seeing the resolution of, or anything like that? Or I'm not gonna lie, I'm quite looking forward to seeing Dale come back as mm. himself. I'll. I, I, I mean, I think we spoke about this before that he's probably gonna come back in episode like yeah. seventeen. Wait, how many is the rating? Eighteen. Yeah. yeah, he's probably gonna come back in like um, episode seventeen, and, and we're not even gonna see much of him. But I'm really looking forward to seeing um, old like Good Dale back. Um, if you'd have told me back in episode four that by this point we still wouldn't wouldn't have Good Dale back, I'd be like, oh no. no. But, but it's not bothering me at all. No, like it's weird. No, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah. Like the, what he's been been doing with it. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, I'm not gonna lie, like. I think we spoke about this again. Like that, he's not doing much in Twin Peaks. I'm not gonna lie. I would like to see a bit more, more Twin Peaks. I like they mainly at the police station. I, I quite like Andy and uh, especially uh, the new sheriff. No. The uh, Luke, oh, the Hawk, 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 yeah. I, I must, I absolutely love um, seeing Hawk, and yeah. Hawk's great, I think he's not a big part to play yet. I can't believe we've not seen Audrey Horn yet. We've got to episode eight and no Audrey Horn, yeah, true. That's yeah. weird, yeah. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm quite excited to go back to Twin Peaks and get some more mm. goings on from there. We're nearly halfway through and we've not still not caught up with some people yet. From Bobby's been in like one episode, you know, <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? The, yeah. But I'm loving it though. It's, it's, it's doing such a good job for me, like a balancing act of doing the Twin Peaks stuff and doing totally new stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'm looking forward to getting resolved, back in part one, we saw Matthew Lillard, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, oh, yeah. go to jail for being set up for murder by the look of it. Yeah, yeah. And his wife getting killed by Dale. I want to see more of Matthew Lillard's character and how that's going to tie into all this. You know oh, what I mean? Never come back to that at Never all. Never come back to we? it, no. And like the black, the black, uh, oh, just thinking now, the black charred woodsman was in the cell next to him was, and it disappeared. Yeah. And I'm sure we mentioned at the time that like Matthew Lillard could have been possessed to, to do the murder. That's why his fingerprints were there. Yeah, yeah. But he's got no memory of it. 
maybe these woodsmen were helping Dale and doing it for, and possessing him to do the murder for him, like maybe. And, that, and that, by that, when the job was done, it just vanished and disappeared. Maybe yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally just thinking on the fly no, here. No, so no, yeah, no, I've no, just only just thought of that. But uh, it, this episode, it seems to have kind of brought quite a few things together, doesn't it? Yeah, and the only other things I want to see really are the major Briggs stuff resolved. See how that ties in. And Philip Jeffries, David Bowie. I'm still holding out for him making a cameo. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can definitely hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we've we've had Arnie in um in a uh, Terminator film without him actually being there. So yeah, completely CGI'd in. Yeah. So you never know. They might put David Bowie in this. CGI one. David Bowie in. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, I think I'm pretty much done. Have you got anything else you want to add? I'd like to talk about our. Uh, Social media. Oh, sorry. Yep. <laughs> drop that in. Just, just drop, 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 drop me Twitter handle. Yeah. Um. I, I, I can be found at D S T E Nick on Twitter. Yeah. You, John. I'm at Taylor nineteen eighty. If you've got any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Want to hear some theories and just, just generally about the show? Let us know how you think we're doing. If there's anything you know uh, you don't like, anything you do like, just just let us know. Uh, oh, and uh, I'm sorry, just to mention, we are part of a main podcast. Uh, we are part of a main podcast. <laughs> I keep forgetting to mention uh, this. <laughs> is, uh, obviously, the Don't Spoil the Ending podcast. Yeah. Um, we can be found on Twitter also, uh, at DSTE Podcast. Yep. And again, uh, just it's worth checking out that as well. We've done like, uh, I think, 14 episodes now. Our 14th episode will, will be dropping tonight, Tuesday. Yeah, which, which is... Was, uh, the uh, Dwayne Johnson classic, The Scorpion King. That was right, yeah. From 2002. Uh, that, that, that was a good episode. Like, I definitely recommend going to listen to that one. Yeah. Um, if you are looking at where to start with them, uh, I think some of the best ones are like the Split episode was a good one. Uh, the Twin Peaks, obviously Twin Peaks Firewalk with me. If you're listening to this, go and check out that one. That was a particularly good one. And I think uh, Watchmen as well. I think Watchmen was quite a good one. Yeah, that's really good. So uh, you've got, got a few there to get started with. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. You know, uh, Give those a listen. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. Uh, just to mention again, next week we're doing Mulholland. It's a week off of Twin Peaks, so we're doing Mulholland Drive. Uh, we're doing like a full breakdown of that film. Uh, if you've seen it before, you'll know like how mad it is. So we're going to try and make some sense of it. Come up with a, with a few th- theories and see if there isn't any link at all to Twin Peaks. So, have you got anything, anything more, Nick? You want to go on? Just, to I just want to say one more, one thing before we go. Um, by the time this episode drops, and anyone who's listened to it straight off, if anyone listened to it straight away, then at this point, a battle between you and Joe on Tekken will have taken place. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so. That's that. That is getting. I believe it's getting streamed on Twitch. I believe so. That's um, what Joe wants to do. Or, so. or it'll be um, on a YouTube on the yeah. YouTube um, channel. Um, I guess we can post that on Twitter. Or definitely check out the social media. We'll have loads of links so, like, for that. That's definitely something worth going to check out. Yeah, um, bit of a grudge match. Me and Joe on Tekken. He's finally agreed to fight me. So yeah, check that out. Um, but yeah, um, that's everything from me, to be honest. Great stuff. Uh, so that's all from me. So we'll be back next week with Mulholland Drive and then back to Twin Peaks the week after. So uh, that's great. Cheers, Nick. And uh, Cheers, see you Jim. next week. See you next week, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.